Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. The Rams fall to three and four, suffering a very, very painful loss to the Steelers, 24 to 17. You ever watched a game where you just feel like your team is giving it away? You have the sinking feeling throughout the first half that, hey, we're the better team, but we're letting them hang around. And sometimes bad things happen when you do that. And that's what happened. The Rams really had opportunities to put this game away early. Well, maybe not put it away, but certainly separate themselves from the Steelers. I'm not going to put this on Brett Maurer, though, missing two 50-plus yard field goals, one that hit the post. He missed a point after, but we got it back with a two-point conversion. Still, we definitely have kicker issues. I'm not going to put it on the refing, except a couple of those calls late. Hey, don't think that taunting call saved us because it shouldn't have been pass interference in the first place. They don't call pass interference. There's not going to be a taunting call and the Rams get the ball back. Shouldn't have called that in the first place. And then that play at the end, the bad spot and not being able to challenge it, that's partly on the reps and partly on McVeigh, I guess. But what are you going to do? Just a bad series of events that work to the Steelers' advantage. You can also second-guess McVeigh calling a pass on the first play of the second half from the Rams' own 26 been able to run the ball really well in the first half. No Daryl Henderson, empty set, and he tries to connect on a crossing pattern. It's intercepted, and the Steelers have life. Their offense has life. Our defense had been shutting them down for the most part, and suddenly the Steelers actually have the lead 10 to 9. The Rams answer, go back up, and then after that, their offense didn't make plays, except for Puka Nakua, Royce Freeman, a couple of nice carries. Couldn't convert on third down. And meanwhile, their defense started to give up plays. Then Kenny Pickett starts to look like an NFL quarterback. They move the ball down the field. Take the lead. Rams can't do anything. And it looks like they're getting the ball back one more time. No such luck. Steelers 24, Rams 17. Let's walk you through that frustrating first half, shall we? Rams led 9-3 at the half. Now, could have been more. I'm not going to ding Brett Maurer for a missed 53-yard field goal, but an extra point after, unacceptable. Overall, I felt like the Rams played really well. A couple of early drops by Cooper Cup. One of them was a little bit behind him. Cost them chances at getting into Steeler territory. Puka Nakua, two big catches, though. Defense played lights out for the most part. At 3-3 and outs. And Michael Hoyt with two sacks. Stafford, 159 yards. Nakua had 94 of them. Atwell, 31. Cup, 29. And Daryl Henderson, very productive day. Nine carries, 42 yards, a 4.7 average. This is at halftime. 
and Freeman added another 37 yards, so the Rams taken advantage of a weak Steeler run defense, 79 yards rushing, with no Kyron Williams, no Ronnie Rivers. Have to be glad about that. A lot of penalties on both sides, costing the team scoring opportunities. The Steelers especially looked like they were going to be in great position to score, except for that crackback block on Russ Yeast set them back, and they had to settle for the field goal. The Steelers held to five first downs in the first half, 78 passing yards, and 29 rushing yards. So you feel like the Rams could have been up more, but give the Steelers defense credit for making some plays, and the Rams costing themselves a little bit. A couple of drops, a missed 53-yard field goal, and a missed point after. The difference in the game at this point is that late catch by Pukunakua up the sideline with 2-2 Atwell's block, and then of course, that set up Atwell's touchdown. Some final stats of note. The Rams rushed for 135 yards without their top two running backs. Pukunakua finished with 154 yards receiving. Cooper Cup just two catches for 29 yards. Gonna have to go back and look at that, see what happened. Stafford, big first half, but ended up with just 231 yards passing and that one big damaging interception on the first play of scrimmage in the second half. A quick look at some Steeler stats of note. Pickett ended up with 230 yards passing. Najee Harris, 53 yards rushing. Jalen Warren, 32 yards rushing. They both had a TD, and this was after really struggling in the first half, so they made some adjustments. They committed to the ground game maybe a little bit more than our Rams. Pickens, just five catches, but for 107 yards. Johnson, five catches as well for 79 yards. So they had a pretty healthy yards per catch average, these two guys. Pickens, 21.4. Johnson, 15.8. Minka Fitzpatrick, the great safety, had a big impact on this game. Six tackles plus five assists. Rams ended up possessing the ball. Three-plus minutes more than the Steelers. They had two more first downs. Held the Steelers to 4 out of 12 on third down. The Rams were 9 out of 16. Total yards, the Rams 354 to the Steelers 300. Rams ran 6 more plays and had a better average yards per play. Rams statistically won all over the place. Didn't finish drives and turned the ball over deep in their own end. Those were the two biggest factors. And, of course, our struggling kicker did not help much at all. What was my prediction? Rams 24, Steelers 16. So I basically had it backwards. And what does it all mean moving forward? The Rams need to find a way to clean things up and play 60 minutes of football. This game, they've been good in the red zone on defense. Not so much today. I'm sure Paul and Ian are going to have a lot to say about the Rams' play calling, especially that play I mentioned, the first play of the second half. We're not going to hear the end of that for a while. The Rams are still alive, though, 3-4. and four. On to Dallas, where they play another team coming off a bye, and this Dallas team is very beatable. Rams got to get it together. They got to bounce back, find a way to win in Dallas, and all will be good in the Rams' world. What were my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, fearsome key number one, what did I say? I said, no splash plays, and I'm talking about T.J. Watt getting to Stafford mostly. That's what I was thinking anyways, but 
T.J. Watt got the Stafford in another way, dropping into coverage and picking off a pass. That one hurt. Here's some key number two, ball security, talking about our running backs. And hey, no problems there. Actually had a couple of chances to take the ball away from the Steelers and the bounces didn't go our way. That was unfortunate. Here's some key number three, Fluster Pickett, get to him. We did early. Michael Hoyt had two early sacks. But after that, a couple of times we pressured him, but I don't think it was really an issue for the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. And fearsome key number four, our second cornerback, how's he going to play? And we had some issues there. A couple of big plays, not a lot of them, but a couple that really hurt. Overall, it's probably a wash. Not that our guys played poorly. Pickett finished 17 of 25 for 230 yards. Pickens had that big 31-yard reception. Johnson, a 39-yard reception. I had a bonus item, keep the crowd out of it. We did do a good job with that. It's kind of annoying when this TV crew, whenever the Steelers start to make plays, they zoom in on these Steeler fans. Hey, there were plenty of Ram fans there, but you'd hardly know it. The focus always seems to be on the visiting fans. Just a bit annoying, but it is what it is. Some other stats of note. Michael Hoyt led the team in tackles. Ernest Jones just had one tackle and three assists. Not sure what's up with that. I'll have Paul and Ian chime in on that during our roundtable this week. Hoyt also had the two sacks. Like I said, overall, the defense didn't play poorly. They just started to break rather than just bending late in the game. Giving up some big plays. Often started to struggle a little bit. Looked like Stafford just wasn't finding any open receivers for whatever reason. Not a good look for our offense after that one TD drive on our second possession of the second half. Big plays of the game. Well, you know, from a Rams perspective, had they won, I couldn't wait to talk about Nakua's toe tapper. What an incredible catch. And his other catch where he got the block from 2-2 and Atwell's touchdown, lots of good stuff. And Nakua's other catch where he barreled through about three defenders. But I'm going to talk about the four big plays that allowed the Steelers to somehow win this game. Let's throw those two field goals together and say the Rams make one of them. Should have made one of them. The one hitting the post. Oh, so close. Kind of saw it coming though. I had a sinking feeling in my gut when Maurer was lining that up and didn't feel a whole lot better on the second one. Fearsome big play number two, the interception by Watt. Come on, run the ball there. Hey, I know if he hits that pass and they pick up 15 or 20, we're all just happy as a lark, but we all know that's the wrong play call there. You have the lead, you have the momentum, hand the ball to Daryl Henderson. Guy has looked really good so far, as did Royce Freeman. Got to give them the ball in that situation. For some big play number three was that 39-yard pass to Johnson. That was a dagger, wasn't it? That was a dagger to the Rams' chances of winning this game. The Rams had just missed a field goal. And by the way, those missed field goals are painful in two ways. You lose three points and you give the opposition great field position. Steelers took over at the 41 there. Five plays later, they're in the end zone largely due to that 39-yard pass. Deonta Johnson running out of bounds at the LA 18, and they go on to score. And the fourth big play, the Rams' last chance to win this. I'm just going to call it that series of events, the pass interference on Witherspoon, and then that bad spot in the Rams not being able to challenge 
I don't know if they would have came back and won that game, forced overtime perhaps, but we'll never know. And that's highly disappointing. Kind of weird rules, you know. If there's a bad call on the field, flip it, correct it. It was pretty obvious, and an NFL game was possibly decided by exactly that. But I'm not going to whine about it. Rams had their chances, didn't take advantage, and they really only have themselves to blame. Some additional notes on this game. Nick Hampton was inactive again, as was Miles Gaskin. And I, I think he's going to be a go for the Cowboys game, just a gut feeling. Raul Murchison missing another game. And the two offensive linemen on the bench for this one, Zach Thomas and Warren McClendon. Joseph Noteboom was active. I don't think he got a snap, though. Might have seen him in a fourth and one situation at the goal line, perhaps. I'm going to hand out any kudos here. I think Akella Witherspoon had a really good game again. And Michael Hoyt really stepped up. He had a pretty good game last week, although he did have a couple of misfires. But this game, he looked really good, as did Jonah Williams. And the defense, again, for the most part, played really well. And what more can you say about Puka Nakua? Great receiver, great hands, incredible body control, tenacity, blocking, plays physical, runs over defenders. And back to that tenacity, I mean, after that one play, he caught a ball over the middle, and the Steeler kind of got in his face a little bit, tried to pull the ball away, I think. And Puka looked like he wanted to fight him. And had they fought, my money is on Puka Nakua. And hey, we've got to give a shout out to Daryl Henderson, don't we? Coming off the couch stepping into a Rams uniform and making a serious contribution. He looked really good. Not sure what's going on with Ernest Jones. Maybe he didn't have the snaps that we expected because of the knee. Have to go back and look. Haven't done that yet. DeAndre Kendrick struggled at times. My first impressions is the offensive line played fairly well, especially in the run game. And the only other what the heck. I gotta say Cooper Cup. Not sure what went on with him. The one was a clear drop. The other one was a little bit behind him, but he normally catches that. Two catches for 29 yards. He obviously wasn't getting the separation, and Stafford going to Nakua over and over and over again. Not much contribution from our tight ends either. Higby and Hopkins both had one catch. And we got to say it, we need a new kicker. Brett Maurer, we can't be relying on him in crucial situations. It's not going to work. There's got to be a better kicker out there. I don't know where he is, what country he's hiding in. Let's go find him and improve our kicking situation. Hey, and can't Ethan Evans try a 55-yarder for us? I'd love to see that. Hey, I usually talk about the refing, and hey, you know how I feel about that. I was glad they called the taunting calls. I don't know what's with Pickens, and I don't know what his beef is with some of the Rams. I mean, he lays out Russ Yeast, a dirty hit. And then later on in the game, he's upset with Yeast. Didn't quite get that. Maybe there was something going on we didn't see. But the refs did kind of screw up the end of the game there. Not sure if the Rams deserved to win this game, but I think they deserved one more possession to give it a go. The announcers, Adam Amin and Daryl Johnson, they're actually pretty good. Actually, Daryl Johnson might be one of the best. Don't listen to the CBS Sports announcers a whole lot, but Johnson is good, might be one of the best. And I'm going to make one comment about 
Pam Oliver, it's not really on her. It's on what Mike Tomlin supposedly said coming out of the locker room, start of the second half. We got to keep Stafford in the pocket. I thought that was kind of odd. I mean, that's where Stafford always is. He very rarely leaves the pocket. He made a couple plays outside the pocket today, though. Hey, Tomlin knows football better than me, but if he thinks that's what their focus should be, that's the one thing they have to improve on is keeping Matthew Stafford in the pocket. So be it. And as far as McVay goes, I'm kind of on the fence. If he should have kept a timeout in the bag before the two-minute warning, didn't work out this time. My special assistant, Matt, he's pretty knowledgeable about timeout usage and how most of the NFL coaches really struggle with it, to be honest. And he feels like the Rams should have saved a timeout, and I tend to agree with him. But I don't think McVeigh is going to learn from this. Don't expect to see that at all. I think McVeigh has always struggled with timeout management. It's kind of annoying that guys sitting on the couch at home understand time management, timeout usage, clock management better than employees of a billion-dollar company. But I'll go back to the first play of the second half, hand the ball off, as Paul Wally and Ian Martinez are going to tell you, first thing out of their mouths, our next roundtable, I know exactly what they're going to say, run the damn ball. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to come back with a Rams rehash. We have the roundtable and hopefully a crossover segment with a Cowboys podcaster, loop around the league, power rankings, all that good stuff throughout the rest of the week. That's all I got for now. Chin up, Ram fans. We'll be back. We're going to come back and beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Watch and see. Play 60 minutes of football. That's all it's going to take. We can beat the Cowboys. Be interesting to see what the early odds are. I suspect the Cowboys would be favored by four and a half, somewhere in there, three and a half. Teams are pretty evenly matched, in my opinion, though. Cowboys coming off a bye, though. Another tough situation for the Rams. Hey, they need to step up and find a way to get that fourth win. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there